Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie with two fantastic gentlemen, Rowett and Mike. Everybody say hello to them. Gentlemen, say hello back. Hello, back. Hello back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both fathers. That's what I... <laughs> And Robbie has the facial hair of one, so truly. <laughs> Mike got me with the elite dad joke. So I, I take it that's good. Everybody's good. Feeling good. Yeah, man. We're feeling great. I mean, I think based on what we're going to discuss on this episode, this is going to be a very rewarding episode, to say the least. This is a great episode for um, loved ones of sneaker collectors, sneaker heads to listen to because... We might give you some good tips. It's a difficult subject sometimes. One we've actually had in the Discord recently. Uh, somebody brought up in the uh, in the discussion forum area. Um, do you like getting gifts of shoes as a sneakerhead? And most people said no. They have such particular tastes. They don't want to get a gift. Me personally, I happily accept a gift. If you thought of a shoe and gave it to me. Now, will I own that shoe forever? That's a whole nother story. Rowett, I ask you, do you like shoes as gifts or do you want non-sneakers? At this point, it depends on who's giving it to me because, and that's a snobby, ashholeless answer, but I'm going to say, if I got a sneaker gift from either of you or Nick, that is a compliment because you guys know what you're doing. If I get it from distant relative or my grandma, it's going to be like, I got you these. And it's like a pair of white Navy monarchs. And they don't even realize the inherent irony of it. It's just one of those. These just look really comfortable. So I'm going to say the snobby answer of it. It's predicated on who's gifting me the gift. That's a bad example, Robert, because you wear monarchs anyway. So like grandma's doing good. But but I bought them of my own volition. I do not need a doubling up. Valid. Mike, how about you? <laughs> gift or no gift of shoes? Um, I, I'm i in the same kind of state of mind as Roy. It depends on where it's coming from. So I typically keep it in my very immediate circle family, like my wife, like my brother, the parents. They're like, hey, what do you want? But I'm very specific too, like to the point I was saying like, hey, here's a whole Adobe like a PDF spreadsheet of what I've... These are items here in the checklist. So... I think I almost take some of the room of error out. It's like, hey, here's a pool of items to choose from. 
don't don't stress yourself. <laughs> Mike's like, see reference image A4. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much what happens, though. I'll send out here are all the images ranging from, hey, you can go pick these up at a store to, you know what? I'm showing you this picture, but don't really bother. You just ask me, so I'm going to put it there. No, see, I mean, not only that, a lot of the work that I do right now is documentation building. I don't mind building documentation and how to gift me a gift because at the end of the day, you're really just allowing me to sharpen my skills and then also <laughs> making me happy. So it's truly a win-win for your boy. You're just padding your own stats at that point. Exactly. I mean, so, 10,000 hours of documentation creation. Thank you, Malcolm Gladwell. It's the only thing I'll ever thank you for. Try to be perfect. So one more question. Question time. Question corner with sneaker history. My parents stopped buying me shoes a really long time ago because their reasoning is that they were contributing to like me buying narcotics, but I was just buying so many <laughs> shoes. You know, at, at, at some point when I was I in it. my young 20s, like I am buying a lot of Jordans like yeah. you kind of have a problem. So they didn't want to perpetuate that. Mike, I think you're, you said your family, your, your immediate parents would, would still buy you shoes. Do still buy you shoes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess. So they, I think it, it, it was, there was a transition. There was a point of like, what in the world are you doing? Like the same thing is like, what again, like you just bought another pair. Like what's going on here to now, I, now as I've gotten older, they see kind of the transition of more of this, like more of a business venture. So of like from the channel to the, the podcast, they're more like understand. So the, it, it's really changed from like, you have an addiction to, all right, we're kind of helping invest in whatever this, you know, business you're trying to do here. So it's not like, oh, we're just chunking shoes at you. But like, I have a, have a, have a fair chance if I say, hey, Christmas, guys, if you can't think of anything, here's something. I, Good well, job modifying perception. Yeah. yeah. No, There's I mean, modifying all I can perception there. Mike's family reenacting that Floyd Mayweather gif of him handing out L's, but really it's just different shoes that Mike likes and they're just throwing at his face. <laughs> it's like trading cards I hand out. Like, here you go, guys. Yeah. Again, reference. Here's your encyclopedia. Just hand out the big sneaker freaker book. It's like, Whatever is in here, just go ahead and buy it. Rowett, how about you? What's the fam? It's actually ironic you asked me that question because I'm going about it a different way. I'm so sneaker obsessed in my family's eyes that they will now just say, please don't buy us more sneakers. Like, stop giving us sneakers because you've got the discount. Like, you know what? You know what I love right now? A nice ebook. Like, like <laughs> let me get the newest Louis L'Amour Western for my dad and Mills and Boons for my mom. Like, you know what else would be nice? A pair of socks. Shout out to Albus Dumbledore because you can never have enough socks. In fact, one of the probably the best gifts I've given in recent memory was there's somebody on this panel today who had a birthday. And my thought was, what can I give said person for his birthday? Because he's in the same city as me. And I was like, I can't do the shoe thing because A, I'm pretty sure he's going to get bombarded with it. So I was like, I know I'm going to get him socks. And let me tell you. I can count on the number of my hands, or I've totally botched that, but I can count literally on the number of my fingers on my hands, how many times I've made Robbie genuinely smile, and number eight was giving him like a six-pack of socks. Yo, socks hey. are solid. I'm yeah, very stoic when the socks come out. Sorry, Robbie. No, you're good. I mean, of course, Roe, in true fashion, would flip the reverse card on us. Like, no, nah, I've been told to not buy shoes for my parents. Um, I'm 15 years at least of not getting a pair of shoes from my parents, and that's okay. Ultimately, they were right. I'll do it myself. Um, so no, 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 no shade, no foul there. Um, but both of you just brought up 
book and socks. Robot, you've actually gifted me socks twice, I believe. Um, the six-pack of white Nike no-shows and then a salt and straw um, pair of socks, I, I believe, also. Um, so this whole episode, we kind of wanted to start it off by talking about some gifts to get a sneakerhead that are not sneakers. So for that same reasoning, maybe we have too many. Maybe we're too particular. Maybe you're sick of dealing with you know, the hassle of entering draws for your loved sneaker aficionado in your life so mike you just said the sneaker freaker book you know i think that's a great place to start because there's a lot of good sneaker books that, that uh that, that one i got i got books for days i love it oh crap i'm just knocking something down oh yep there it goes oh, oh whatever <laughs> i just had a had a you know had an accident but it's okay but yeah but books for days i got this one in our secret santa um two years ago when we yeah, first time we did BC2 it. BC2 on there? Yeah. Okay. It's a history of Nike basketball, but my parents actually got this one for me last year. I guess they found it like a uh, sitting around at like a home goods or something. So it was not nearly as expensive as it, I guess, normally is. And it's really yeah. cool. Great oh, options. So you get to learn, mm-hmm. um, look at shoes. Um, oh, great. Op- when you open wow. it up, to two good years in a row. <laughs> what a chance okay. of that happened. But yeah, it was really cool. Good vintages. Yeah, it has like all the covers of like, the books it goes through like histories of you know you know the boost era yeezy era dunks was during that that yeah point of time so it's really cool if for that sneakerhead who wants to learn a little bit more just maybe some coffee table decoration whatever works and robert yeah, you brought up socks i kid you not socks are something that you either have too many of and you buy a lot of or you have a pair with holes in it and you just don't care so Great suggestion on your end. No, and I will also say from a book perspective, because that's probably my other favorite thing to give people. Uh, a couple of years ago when Shoe Dog first came out, I know I was in a couple of different threads where people were trying to prove how brown their nose really was. And they were going to be like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get five copies. I'm going to get six copies. And I'm like, guys, please. How book deals work. We probably all have 100K copies of that book that we are going to be given as gifts for the next six months. And lo and behold, at one point I had four copies of shoe dogs. So that's another one where I would say you learn not only about the business side of sneakers, because ultimately the other correlation I've noticed with a lot of people within our discord and just sneakerheads in general, they have that entrepreneur mindset. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a stellar recommendation yeah. if I don't mind saying myself. I have a Mike. I've seen that gold book. I think I also have it. I know I don't have Soul Provider. Um, I don't have that one. No, no, no. You, you have one. You, you just, just, you just the Nike basketball one. You just, you just showed showed it. It. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I think about the other one. There's the one that looks like a shoebox. Yeah, oh. I, get, I get the name wrong. Yeah. So this one, like I said, given to me from our from one of our awesome Discord members from our Secret Santa that we typically do every year. And this is dope. This is all Nike basketball. And yeah, from me, like you said, exactly. entrepreneur. Yeah kind of thought behind it this helps me in my preparation for like videos i do because just did the video i'm editing right now on a penny one i got able to go through this book go through the sneaker freaker book and just kind of find some information pictures and stuff like that to you know have some actual knowledge as opposed to oh look a shoe it looks pretty you know yeah no and and it's funny no sorry sorry. I'm, I get very excited about that book. It's literally one of my favorites because it's been uh, written by Scoop Jackson, who was probably the defending author for a lot of Slam magazine pieces. And I keep hearing rumblings that there is going to be an updated version of Volume 2. So similar to what I do with the Airjet Flight Max, which is 
a yearly call out of please retro that shoe. Whoever this may be listening, listened to by at Nike Basketball, please make a sole provider volume two because we really need to know what's happened with sneakers from 2003 to today. Yeah. End of rant. We need that update. I mean, it's funny. Mike, yours were gifts. Um, Rowett, you gifted out Shoe Dog. Um, the two I have, I have Something's Off, um, is the <clears throat> off white Nike Ooh, history. I, I like that one. Um, <clears throat> I, I bought that for myself, um, but I was gifted sold out, which is also That's the one distributed by Sneaker Freaker. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I mean, kind of like huge sneaker boxes and my dislike of them. Huge coffee table books are cool, but like, damn, like sold out's a huge book. It's like, it's a murder weapon almost. Uh, it's... Well, that, it's substantial. That Freaker book broke my – like the shelf I had of the uh, Lego Batman mobile on, I had the book on there first. Poof, whole thing fell See? down, man. Oh, no. It's a destruction. <coughs> uh, it's, a, it's a disruptive force. Um, so books, socks. Um, you know, my, my, my two cents um, – and this is going to sound really dorky, but it's a great stocking stuffer area, um, idea uh, – Cleaning supplies, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, maybe some Jason Marks, uh, maybe some Crate Protect. Um, we're sponsored by none of these things, but they all do their jobs respectively well. Um, there's a lot of good cleaning things. And I think, so like myself, I had a pair of Air Max 90 infrareds. I spilt crap all over them. Or I just threw up all over one of the shoes. I, I don't know, but I got stains all over it. And I didn't wear them for a long time. So I was like, ah, these are kind of beat now. I don't want to wear them. Made myself go, take them down to the basement, get the Jason Marks out, give them a go scrub and scrub. No marks on them. They look brand new again. Again, this is not a sponsored ad. But I revitalized a pair of shoes that I've now worn twice since that. And then I wasn't wearing them for months because I was like, ah, the that right foot's kind of messed up. I don't want to wear them. <laughs> so like revitalizing a pair you have instead of buying a new pair is always, always, always a good option. Do oh, either yeah. one of you clean your shoes or care enough to protect? Oh, absolutely. I think Jason Marks, uh, Rejuvenator, that's another one. And I'm still not at that Mario Restores level where I can give you a comprehensive <laughs> breakdown about what is better for the type of material on your shoe. Mm-hmm. But it does make it look salvageable in a sense because I know I've raised the profile of some of my most beaten up pair of sneakers just because I've taken that extra effort. Mm-hmm. And yes, the thing I've also noticed with sneaker cleaner product, much like a lot of things in life, the more expensive you are, the more effective they are. But when it comes to cleaning your speaker, uh, sneakers and speakers, I would advise using either a Shuvenator or Jason Mark. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. And I don't want to alienate either one of them in case you want to sponsor ah. us here in sneaker history. <laughs> Come well, on, I, there's, there's one brand we forgot and I just got to bring it up. Um, Andy Dot, um, the the sneaker uh, refresher with mm. sense. Mm-hmm. I know what I'll be gifting Rowett for his stocking stuffer. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Some of that. Uh, I'm just kidding. But I mean, <laughs> if your shoes are stinky. It's funny you mention that because I've been given uh, a contractor of mine way back in the day gave me a set of tea bags. I'm like, I know, like you, you're Indian. I'm Indian. I guess there's like a stereotype thing to this. He goes, No, sir. Your shoes are just smelly. I was like, Thank you. I will be using that going forward. <laughs> Dang. Heavy-handed hint, you know. Like, here you go. <laughs> that was rough. Mike, what yeah, about you? Sneakers, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. Um, it's one of those things. Is like, 
when you do it, I try to get a couple done at a time because I don't want to sit there just kind of, you know, this and that shoe. Just let me, if I have a need, if I'm an urge to clean the shoes, let me clean about four or five of them at a time, get it out the way. I'll typically, what I use most was Jason Marks. I haven't honestly bought a branded sneaker cleaner in a while. Um, I've been using uh, laundry detergent and my old Jason Marks brush. So I've been cross branding. <laughs> uh, it's been working, but I definitely should probably buy some actual shoe cleaner. Uh, but yeah, I'm always a proponent. You don't want to go out there with your, your busted, you know, dirty beat up shoes. You want them to look nice at least. I mean, just, just scrub them up. Keep them clean guys. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Quick question. Can we cross pollinate? Because I know it's frowned upon to wear Adidas socks with Nike shoes, but can we use Jason Mark cleaning solution with a rejuvenator brush or vice versa? How, I mean, do you, how does the panel find the that? best combo? I'm all about finding the best combo. So if the brush is better and put the solutions better somewhere else. You ain't got to tell nobody. They can both sponsor us. What's up, guys? I know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to in the peanut butter, so to speak. Robbie, how about you? Man, I mean, I think we should pivot on to some shoes in a different category but before we do the ultimate gift you can give a sneaker collector slash sneaker head that is not shoes is something that is not freaking shoe related so a lot of times i'm sure both of you have come across this either at you know family get-togethers or at school university at work various places row it work with you is redundant but (laughs) You're you're that sneaker guy, right? Like you like shoes. Everything has to oh, be yeah. like here's a shoe oh. keychain. Here's a shoe box. Here's a shoe like maybe ha- ha- let's try this. Strike up a conversation with us that is not about the shoes and find out what else we like <laughs> and maybe take that route cuz it's a good A1 advice I'm giving you. Well, you got to think about everything- it though. We're when you we all congregate together. But we have to go back to respective families, and we're probably one of one, maybe one of two shoe people in our families. So that's kind of the – it's kind of sad to say this. They've kind of the identity we built almost <laughs> inadvertently. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And no, I, no, on purpose is, at one point. <laughs> it is extremely on brand and extremely curated as well because – I'm okay being known as, oh, you're the shoe cousin because then you're not asking me about when I'm having kids. You're not asking me about my depressing job. You're not asking me about this. You're not asking me about that. So you know what? Keep the shoe questions coming. I'll even make up answers if I really like you. Because, oh, Bro, it what do you it. know okay. about this midsole? I'm like, what do I know about this midsole? Let's Wikipedia this because that's the other thing I used to do growing up was whenever I would have a very inquisitive friend of mine that would ask me about an Indian festival – your boy is terrible at that sort of thing. Like, let's see what Wikipedia has to say because that's what Roe is going to articulate for this. So I don't mind being sneaker guy. I, I like it because I think it almost lightens the mood from every family gathering because you know there's always someone who's gonna like just trying to butt oh, heads. Yeah. We're the person who come in. It's like, oh, Mike, I saw your video, or I like your shoes. It literally can destroy any like any kind of like bad mood because you you can't be mad talking about sneakers. Like, all you're doing is asking questions. You become an encyclopedia of knowledge for like thirty minutes. It, not only that, it can also go the other way because then inevitably, as I'm sure some of our listeners may have dealt with this previous Thanksgiving, what's going on with Kanye? And all you got to do <laughs> is eat your turkey. All <laughs> it's like, I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know the guy. <laughs> Mike, I love they say that pops up all the time and two of like, the four pages you opened up that book right. just <laughs> happened to be kind of just like an ultimate this 
pick a pick a card out of a out of a deck, right? You you can never do that on purpose. I do love how we all have very different perspectives about it because even when friends text me, and if a friend listens to this, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about <laughs> shoes with you. Like I don't want to have what my thoughts are on what you're buying. I don't care. You're my friend because you're not. I mean, we don't talk about shoes. We talk about everything else. Like, and I'm I'm cool with that. My favorite conversation is, here's what shoes I bought already. Do you like them? Because, like, oh, I can just say, hell yeah. I'm always going to say yes. I'm never going to, yeah. like, shoot down your purchase. But, like, <laughs> I don't want to be involved. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in your purchase, um, which segues as a thoughtful segue into shoes you can buy people who want shoes, right? So there's a very open-ended way to think about that. There's people of all ages, all genders who – see cool stuff um, either at school or at work or on Instagram. And like, I want to start collecting Jordans. I want to start like just having nicer, cooler shoes. There's people out there who um, don't really care about having like the cool, you know, lost and found Jordan ones, but just want something maybe retro or want something new. So there's a lot of shoes you can buy for a lot of different people. And I think it's important to remember that. I'm sure both of you, in your expertise as shoe people around this past holiday, how many people have brought up to you trying to buy a loved one or themselves the Lost and Found Air Jordan 1? That's been a very popular conversation in my life. Okay, time out. Did you know that we have an entire network of podcasts? That's right. It's called the Retrospect Podcast Network, and it includes a number of shows that you might like if you're enjoying this one. First up is for the F1 fans. Exhaust Notes is a Formula One podcast that's the perfect balance for the new fans joining the sport and the tried-and-true diehard F1 fans who've been there all along. New episodes of Exhaust Notes drop every Tuesday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and at exhaustnotes.fm. We've also got a show for the fitted hat collectors out there called Crown & Stitch. As a baseball fan, I've been obsessed with hats for as long as I can remember, and the number of people collecting now has gone through the roof. It reminds me of sneakers back in the day, and I absolutely love seeing creativity of the new releases. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode of Crown & Stitch on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Stitch. If you follow me personally on social platforms at Nick Engvall, you probably already know I first dipped my toes in the podcast game back in 2015 with a show called Outside the Box. Originally hosted by my friends Brandon Edler and Jacques Slade, it eventually evolved into a show with Tiffany Beers, Jacques Slade, and myself, and then into an interview series with some amazingly creative guests. While the show has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years and is currently on hiatus, A lot of people have been enjoying past episodes recently, and I'm excited to say I have new episodes in the works for the new year. We'll be adding new podcasts to the Retrospect Network in the coming months as well. In fact, if you'd like to advertise on any of the shows, be a guest on any of the shows, or even talk to us about getting your own podcast started, reach out to us at podcast at sneakerhistory.com and find out more about the podcast network at retrospectpodcast.com. I got a, I got a, I got a, grudgingly. I got a side story. I didn't get it brought up a lot. It was just kind of like between, um, my brother, a couple of my my buddies who were in the shoes, um, but I just remember I sent you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I called you guys when, when it happened. But my dad's like, "Hey, are you getting these?" I'm like, um, "Am I going to try to buy them?" He's like, "No, no, no. Are they going to send them to you?" I'm like, I laughed. Like he texted me, but I laughed out loud. I was like, I was like, um, "Look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound negative, but." Um, Although I buy Nikes and make videos, they don't like me that much. So no, I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, Merry Christmas to me. You're gonna, you're gonna get me. You're gonna, you know, try to get me a pair. I'm like, look, 
Um, I will, I will do my best, but look, you need to go hit. My dad ended up downloading the sneakers app. Yeah. It did not go his way. And he like, it was funny though, because how we get upset about it. He was just kind of one about his days. Like, nah, well, <laughs> get, get, get them just, but the fact that he actually wanted them blew my mind completely. I had the moment where I have a couple of young cousins who are in that age, I would say between the ages of 16 to 22, where they're slowly starting to care about what's on their feet. Mm -hmm. And I know that in passing, one of my cousins, Hey Shafali, has mentioned a couple of her friends in Boston that, yeah, my cousin's on this sneaker podcast with a bunch of other old guys. I don't know. It's kind of weird, I guess. Dang. I was like, like, thanks, Shafali. We really appreciate that. But it was one of those things where I... As like the oldest cousin, I always want to kind of keep an eye out on the littles and make sure like, hey, what's going on? And if you show an interest in sneakers, like what can I do for you? Because similar to what Robbie had mentioned of people will hit me up and I will get annoyed. There is a certain select clientele that I don't care how many questions you have. I will answer them because I love you and I want to make sure you're doing right by me and by the industry and the whole scene. So I was ready for her to ask me about the Jordan ones. And to her credit, she goes, do you like club C's? I said, I do like club C's. She goes, perfect. I'm about to get three. And I was like, that is so much better than spending 300 because you somehow got an in on a lost and found, but you still have to pay over a hundred in uh, over retail. So good job, Shafali. Proud of you. I like, I like what's Man, happening there. I choose to be a Scrooge McDuck, but the club C is a great place to start. Cause that was on the list of shoes to buy a newer, Sneakerhead. Yeah, Mike has a clean black pair there. Yeah. That also I falls within the same kind of vein <laughs> as like a Puma Roma. Um, I said Roma as I hold a suede up. <laughs> like um, wrong shoe. <laughs> yeah, wrong shoe. Um, but no, a Puma suede is a great direction to go. An Air Force <laughs> One is a great direction to go in. Uh, particularly the um, and my forums. I meant to grab them. They're too far away. The forum. This well, all of them. The Club C. The forum. The suede. And the Air Force One all come in so many different styles that you can buy at retail or below on respective brand websites or you know retailers right now. You can get some great Air Force Ones for $150 and less. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's crazy. You get some great Club C's. Um, you know, most of those shoes, if not all of them I just mentioned, have some kind of retro, uh, you know, pre-vintage look to them if you yeah. want to go that route that's my favorite way to wear a club c is like the the kind of yellowed look and the forum the forum 84 is what it's called best ones um yeah it's way better in my opinion than you know the newer colorways um air force one's doing the um 40th anniversary of the um air force is 30th anniversary right 40. you're talking about the yeah the color of the month stuff so every they're doing color of the month they're doing retro bringbacks and they're doing city um, releases. And all IDs. In the past they're couple doing months. premium IDs yeah. as well. You can get so many. And I mean, the suede's come in every single color under the sun. So between those options and even, you know, this Chuck 70s, that's one really big recommendation I make. Uh, spend the $20 or $40 more and get a Chuck 70 over a standard converse chuck taylor uh let's get the extra comfort it's it is better built in my opinion more structurally sound 
Um, and your feet will thank you later. Yeah, your feet will <laughs> definitely thank you later for that. Where we're like, hey, I know I got to do this for the culture, but my goodness, I've had farts that feel stronger than what I'm wearing on my feet right now. So yeah, make the change. Um, but yeah, that's those are some great, uh, you know, club C's, workouts, forums, Air Force Ones, suede's, classic leathers. Um, yeah, there really isn't. Every brand has their legacy, um, you know always in production type casual sneaker. And I think those covers all of the, the major brands on that front. Then you can go in the most opposite direction. Um, I might be the only person here with the pair still, but the, uh, the Salehi Sasquatches, man, um, all, the, all ages enjoy this shoe. Again, Crocs, please sponsor, but I didn't even want to buy. I, I felt peer pressure to buy these. Did you get those at and Complex Con? Oh yeah, and it felt good. The peer pressure <laughs> felt good because you know I was wearing a pair of um, pro leathers, and I love my Converse pro leather. Uh-huh. But compared to these, night and day in comfort. Like you get the weird look. You can wear some funky fits if you're you know a young hip kid, and they're actually comfortable. So you know, and even over retail is only like fifty bucks max. You only pay like one hundred forty bucks max. Which is still a lot. They're, they retail eighty five, I believe. Oh, okay. that's not that bad, right? Um, I mean, we've seen worse, yeah, clearly. Yeah, hundred percent seen worse. Um, but damn it, to both of you too. I recommend um, take the dive, enter a draw sometime. You'll thank me. You'll be like, "Damn, Robbie was correct, Abundo." Like my favorite Drake album. Thank you later. Yeah. I will definitely thank you later. You just have to give me the visibility to when those draws happen, Robbie. Because as or- of right now, the, probably the shoe I would gift, and this is strictly coming from the dad perspective, one Nike Go Fly Ease. Because especially one of my other panel c- co-hosts today, he has two little ones under the age of two. And I don't understand how he could keep up with those little hellions and i mean that in the most respectful and nice way mike but just, my goodness flyies has saved me so much time running after that kid in the morning while we're doing the routine to get ready for daycare and getting ready for drop off because if your boy had to loop swoop and pull i think that would add no joke about 15 additional minutes to that whole getting up routine get your so, twitch muscles faster you gotta be able to <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I'm one of those people that you can measure my speed by turning the hour clock upside down. So it's one of those things where I'm a creature of efficiency when applicable. And the Flygo Ease has made that a reality in a way that I can't even properly articulate in this podcast. Nice. Very lovely choice. Um, I mean, there's Fly Ease options with like the actual Fly Ease. There's. Um, Ease Jordan was. There's Jordan one fly eases, and somebody did a biohack colorway that I guess dropped yesterday, and I was just slow on the draw because I would have been all over a Jordan one low fly ease. The um, Air Max ninety, I believe, has uh, a fly ease also, yeah. or Air Max one, one of them. But I want to bring up Air Max because you know there's there's the person in your life, maybe it's your uncle, um, who you know had a cool pair of shoes when he was younger, you know. 30 40 years ago and wants to have this something cool now you can there's so many cool retro options that you can get um there's for one example like the silver bullet came back they yeah. sold out at some places but you can find these lingering um they're not gone everywhere uh so there's a lot of great classic options and classic colorways to go with 
um, obviously a white on white Air Force One falls into that same mm-hmm. um, kind of category. But uh, I think a Reebok question falls into that same retro product that has just such a specific following of people. Like, mm-hmm. Uncle is just happy to see those and have them in his size. Uh, it's, it's more about maybe the player or the, you know, the events or the time and place than it is the footwear itself. And retro product like that, I think does a great job. Um, runners, right. There's, uh, there's new dads like you, there's moms, there's people pushing strollers, pushing wheelchairs, pushing. Yeah. The, the nano by Reebok there. Um, yeah. I always see you in a pair of Pegasuses, Pegasi normally. Um, Pegasi. Uh, I like the the on cloud monster when I do uh, a cloud, uh, a shoe of the year or favorites of the year. This one's definitely going to be on there. But I think comfort really is king. Um, Solomon's doing a lot of stuff. And that might actually be a great option for maybe someone in your life that isn't really a sneakerhead, but likes good stuff and maybe they hike a lot a lot of brands making really quality footwear that kind of bridges the you can wear in the street and on the trail mm-hmm. and i think on solomon um you know reebok has a lot of good uh outdoorsy options waterproof options uh yeah. we drove by the on retail store and my wife noticed it and she goes oh and i was like yep that's robbie's store so <laughs> That's that's, to the that's director of North American promotion, Robbie Felci, for all the on love because it's one of those things now that how highly he speaks of that shoe is inevitably going to let me buy a pair. Sorry, Uncle Phil, but that's what you get for donating to that Republican candidate up here. It's going down. But I mean, Ultra Boost come in a Gore-Tex option too. Like the 2022 Ultra Boost comes in Gore-Tex. Um, I can't even list how many Nike shoes come in Repel Everything. options this time of the year. Uh, so look well, for somebody who maybe where what Mike? Well, no, I was gonna say even other brands. So you talk about like if you're looking for that winter option, you know, because a lot of people like to buy that season themed item. So we look at the Nikes, uh, Adidas, Reebok. The big the big brands do have the Gore Tex. But if you're looking uh, for more of like, hey, I want something, you know, a little bit more understated, something a little bit more casual, even. Saucony does, I think, a Shadow 6000 in some of the waterproof and tearproof materials as well. So that way you get those you, – you can reach out different places. There's a lot of things out there that you're not having to break your wallet on, but you still get a stylish shoe. Because a lot of times when we're buying – if we're buying shoes for somebody, if we're talking about uh, other family members, they don't care. The, the Jordan, they don't yeah. care. They, they just want something nice and they'll appreciate whatever we picked out for them. So. There's other options besides just, uh, I want to get the Jordan one, you know. (laughs) I think I comfortably speak for all three of us when we purposely are trying to bring up shoes that aren't going to not just break the bank. Because, I mean, uh, Ultra Boost Gore-Tex is still like $200 shoe, right? Um, You can find them on sale. It's not that hard to find them on sale. They just did a 50% off Ultra Boost like two weeks ago on Adidas.com. But, like, you get what you pay for. So, I mean... All these things are quality footwear. We're pointing you in the right direction without pointing you into a particular. We're not used car salesmen. We're not, we're not going to put you in a certain car, but here are the cars. <laughs> They're all good cars. Pick one. Go. Yeah. Go take a test drive on your feet. Yeah. Um, but Mike, you brought it up. I mean, the Jordan stuff typically 
dominates the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the last category. Uh, so here we have the Cherry, um, Air Jordan 11, mid, uh, formerly Shiny. known as the Low Top. I mean, right? I mean, so this is the kind of stuff where it just looks good, right? Someone, especially, I think, the younger crowd, um, they want the holiday stuff, right? Like, yeah. As I think as we get older, we have so many shoes. It gets a little tougher. I bought these myself. I absolutely adore them. When I first took them out of the box, I was kind of like, ah, I'm not 25 anymore. I don't, I don't, I really don't need these. But I purposely just put them on a shelf and I watched it throughout the day. Light hit this red and it's just like, damn, that looks good. These aren't going anywhere. Uh, these, these puppies are staying. I'll, I'll pay, I paid retail and I'm keeping them at retail. Like these, these are mine. Um, so these are these kind of options. There's going to be tons. Um, of quote unquote cool stuff. The Adidas Forum Grinch just released. That's a great Christmas shoe. Sold out, bro. Uh, I'm mad about that. <laughs> they also did, or if not dropping soon, the Home Alone Two Forum. I don't know if you saw that one. Based pigeon. off the Pigeon Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really really good holiday shoes well, coming out, and I think, yeah. This, well, I just want to kind of piggyback off what you're talking about, Jordan. So a lot of people, you know, the holiday Jordan, they kind of, it's either I want this one or bust. And although I'm not the biggest proponent of reselling, we're at a, we're at a point where reselling certain things is actually basically buying it on sale. So like, for example, I got to get next to me. So you want you got that little hype beast kid in your family who's going to be a little jerk if he doesn't get what he wants. Um, Union 2s. Got them for like 40, 50 bucks under retail. I mean, oh wow, yeah, because nobody's wanting certain things. I mean, if you're a parent out there and you have that kind of teenage ish kid, or like you said, an age where they care about what's on their feet, I know it may be kind of a weird thing to look at that resale market if you hadn't seen it before, but check out things like you know, Goat and some of the other things out there because a lot of these Jordans that are may not, may not be able to get your hands on in the store touch them, fill them. They're actually going for cheaper prices. And I mean, although resale does run its risk, we're not going to say it doesn't We because no one can tell what's real and what's fake half the time anymore. But a lot of this stuff is people are trying to liquidate because they bought too much and they're trying to get rid of it. It is good stuff. So I'm sure there's something out there for, you know, that little sneakerhead in your family who you, you want to make happy. Again, this speaking more to the parents to like their, they're school age kids and they don't have to worry like, oh, I didn't get the 11s. Oh, they sold out. What am I doing now? There's options out there. You just got to kind of maneuver and, and you know, weigh the options really. Yeah, exactly. And that's part about being a sneakerhead because I think what we've seen as a culture is we all gravitate towards the Panda Dunks, the Jordan 11s. But the origins for a lot of people in the sneakerhead community is getting a pair that's not well publicized or not well known but there's just something about it that is unique and something about it that invokes a certain conversation piece so allow your kid to be a sneakerhead that way because for every jordan 11 they may get i guarantee you that they might be able to get uh, a janowski in a very rare colorway and that's going to be just as impactful to them in terms of their sneakerhead journey because you're doing it for the quote-unquote right reasons so don't be afraid to go outside the bubble And if you do have to pay a little bit above retail, that's okay. We just attribute that to being sales tax. (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, listeners, listen to what Mike says as a parent, but also as someone who's probably had a million shoes bought for them and probably 
like we all have hounded our parents at some point like i want this shoe so bad has to be this one when you're little and then it's not that but ultimately a decade later you look back fondly at whatever shoe that might have been so open heart open mind don't be a prick um if someone buys you a pair of shoes mom dad friend cousin girlfriend boyfriend open the box put a fake smile on if you don't love them, be put happy. Them on. Just put it yeah. on at yeah. that moment. Put it on. They would love it. Shoot a jump shot, run 10 yard dash. Just go through the paces because there's something about it that may click. But just don't be that one. Be like, oh, just yeah, don't get out of it. Get out don't of be here. that guy. <laughs> um, but be that person who likes and subscribes and tells a friend about this episode. Maybe you give it to your loved one. Like, hey, don't worry, baby, honey. Other people are also worried about gift giving from my kind, <laughs> aka the sneakerhead oh community, <laughs> us, us sneaker folk. Um, so, just make sure you, you tap on all the buttons. Make sure you follow Mike. Make sure you follow Rowett. Um, you can follow everybody at Sneaker History. But I think that's all we have for you today. It's happy holidays. We'll talk to you very soon. We have an even better, more intimate holiday episode coming next. So. Uh, keep your eyes open for that. Thank you. I, I think they're gonna pay for that one, Roy. That's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Other than that, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna have to end the episode. It's not by my lost and found from that episode. <laughs> oh, it was lost, and we found it underneath <laughs> Roy's shirt. Yes. But all right, good night, goodbye. See ya. Happy holidays. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.